Hey, senorita, really nice to meet ya. Have some tequila and stay. This week on Squats and Margaritas, I have two members of the new Washington Football Radio booth, play-by-play announcer Bram Weinstein and senior vice president of media Julie Donaldson. Let's start with Julie. I'm sure you guys have seen the team in the news recently, not for the best reasons. Um, a lot of former female employees have brought sexual misconduct charges against the organization, and the team brought in Julie. She's going to head up the media and broadcasting department, the highest-ranking woman within the organization. And this Sunday, when the Washington football team takes on the Eagles, Julie will become the first woman to be a regular on an NFL radio broadcast. Guys, I just come right out and ask her, (laughs) was she hesitant to take on this role with the team in such a negative spotlight right now? And has she even processed that on Sunday, she'll be the first woman in the booth? Let's get into it right now with Julie Donaldson. Hi. (laughs) Hello. Hello. Congratulations. Thank you. How are you? Have you slept? Have you sat down? No. (laughs) Yeah, you're probably loving doing this right now too, huh? No, um, sleep sleep is very hard to come by. Just to be to be very honest with you, I think you know. I have you ever heard of this aura ring thing? No. Okay, so the aura ring it tracks your heart rate, your movement, your sleep. It tells you when you're in REM, how much you're getting. You toss and turn, like it, it measures everything. It's absolutely outstanding. So I got this a couple days ago, and what it is telling me is that I have I am very sleep deprived. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know if it was a good. I idea feel like to I could have told you that. <laughs> But for the best reason possible, like I, I want to get into all of that, but just like for the people that don't know you, like your story, like how you got to be the highest ranking woman in an NFL team, um, senior vice president, you grew up in Florida and Mm -hmm. I assume did pageants growing up because you were Miss Florida. No, no, not necessarily. You just got in there and won Miss Florida. We need, well, I, I mean, I did my high school pageant. Uh, my older sister did it as well. My parents just kind of find that, you know, it, it brought about a certain amount of confidence because you realize that no matter what in life, no matter what you do, you're going to come up to the judgment and the scrutiny of others. And they just kind of found that you put it up there and then you realize you come off and you say, oh, wait, you know what? I, I still love me and a better version of me because their opinion really doesn't impact who I am and what I'm doing. Uh, yeah. So they put me up and I really didn't have much talent. I couldn't sing and I couldn't dance, but I happened to win my high school one. So they put me to the all county one where I went up against every high school in North Florida and I won that as well. Uh, so then I did Miss Florida USA where there was no talent and I was first runner up. And then the one I did after that, people convinced me to go back. I happened to win. So that I went to Miss USA. So four pageants and I won three of them. That's amazing. <laughs> with no pageant background. Pardon? I said with no pageant background. No, not at all. I didn't didn't know how to do makeup. I didn't know how to walk in high heels. The first year I did Miss Florida, they said, look, on your lunch break, they go, you're not getting lunch break. You're walking in heels up and down the stairs so you don't fall. Because I was a bit of a tomboy growing up. You know, I mean, I didn't do makeup. I lived in a ponytail and tank tops and jeans, you know, running around, arm wrestling the guys and and racing them down the street. So it was kind of foreign to me, um, little alone to to realize that it, it really is paying off dividends because there, there are so many different lessons you can learn through that. Many people want to just dismiss it. Um, but th- there's really just a lot on, on figuring out who you are, how to speak, um, what you stand up for, and, and just how to present yourself. Because that's so important, and no matter what you do in life, is to know kind of like what perception are you putting off that people are getting back on you. Totally. When did it pivot into sports? Like, did you, you played sports growing up and you always knew you wanted to go into sports broadcasting? Or how did that come about? I, I wish I was a little more coordinated to say yes to that. <laughs> You were just putting yourself down. I know. I I'm not going to take it. Real. I, I didn't really have the hand-eye coordination. It just didn't 
go my way. And mm-hmm. it sounds terrible, but I was allergic to everything under the moon, you know, the grass, chlorine, water, like it just, it just wasn't meant for me, I guess. Um, but because I was a bit of a tomboy, I just was naturally attracted and drawn to it. So, you know, out of college, I went straight into doing uh, kind of like sports shows and, and just highlighting and featuring the players. Like we know the X's and the O's, but kind of who are they behind the scenes? And that was yeah. always kind of like my passion, which is why this job is perfect. I mean, we just unveiled this, this whole series that we've been working on called unfiltered Mm -hmm. where you get to know more about like john allen what kind of games does he play what is he so good at the same as darius geist you know they're always gaming you get to play with them and be a part of that you know or the fashion that they wear the new kicks that they have how they design their cleats you know the homes the cars all of that stuff is it's something we're giving access to and it's unprecedented with this organization you know normally you see the team and you're so far removed from them so i'm so excited to bring this content to the fans I I'm so excited for you. Did you have any hesitations? Like because the team has been in the news um, recently that you were like, I'm going to stay away from that. Or like, I, did you just jump in and know that you can make a difference? Yeah. I mean, look, I mean, you've been around the organization. You've been a fan of this, you know, for a long time. Yeah. You know, I've been here for 10 years covering this team. Yeah. Um, so, you know, I knew what was coming and it, there was a certain amount of hesitation at first. Cause I said, if I'm going to join an organization, I'm going to make this career move. I had 10 years at NBC sports, Washington. Yep. I go, it has to be right on every single level. I'm not going to a job where it demands all of your time and attention and you have to sacrifice so much for something that I can't fully be convicted in and stand behind. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I did my homework, Aaron. Look, look, we have a lot of friends in an organization still. We have a lot of friends we can call that were in that organization before. And I called them all. And the answers were, look, they're, they're going in a new direction. It's easy to see what head coach Ron Rivera is doing with them and to buy into that. And, and so when I talked to them, they said, look, we're really de- waiting to get past this. They, we've handled it all. And they really kind of needed new life, new ideas, and, and somebody who would speak up for them. And so it really became clear uh, that I, I mean, I had to take it. I just had to. Yeah. And it's, it has exceeded any of my imagination or dreams. Like it really has been great on really every front. Julie, like the first time you sat down at your desk as senior vice president of an NFL franchise, like what was that like? Like, was it, I mean, have you even like caught up to that yet in your brain? (laughs) No. Process it. One of the first questions I asked is said, can I get a new desk? (laughs) Good for you. Like, can I I have a desk? I was in a cube there. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, can I make this mine? You know, can, can I really, do I have that authority? I said, yeah. I said, okay. I was like, this has got to go. So right now my office is being redone. It's being repainted. The old desk is out. It's been there for like over 20 years. I'm anxiously waiting my new desk. But look, I mean, you know, I'm planning on this being a job that, that I can really settle into. And, and I'm really seeing on all fronts the support that I'm getting, um, the great people that I'm working with, the new leadership that I'm joining in, into that. You know, it, it just is so exciting. Um, you know, and they're just really anxious to put this product out, to get back to winning, to kind of get things turned around a little bit. So, yeah, I mean, has it said, and I was like, wait, I get an office, I'm out of a cubicle. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but leave it to leave it to the ladies to say, we're taking it over, and we're going to make it our own, right? I love I love that you're in there. I said, like, I worked in that department that you are now the vice senior vice president of. Thank and you. I, how crazy is that? Like, I was a production assistant to the person that you replaced. And Do you I need did a job. Like, Want to come back? Huh? <laughs> Want to come back? <laughs> I'll come up and hold the boom mic. That is about I'm, I'm where hiring. my duties ended. <laughs> Um, but I have to say, just I have to take this opportunity. I will say Larry Michael, he was named, and any person that had whatever their experience was with him, like it's valid. And if it was negative, you have every right to share it. But my experience is also valid. And I owe Larry 
so much. Like, my, I grew up in Ohio, and he is the person that brought me to D.C. I was his exec, executive assistant for a year, and then when he got the opportunity at the Redskins, he brought me again for a second opportunity. Treated we treated me with nothing but respect, and I feel like that needs to be said too. Not to be like, I mean, my story is valid, and you're, I don't feel like we're hearing that side. So. Now you are in that position. I know you're not going to be, you're not doing the play-by-play, -play, but you're in the booth for the radio broadcast. Look, I mean, I, I worked a lot with Larry. I never had any any bad incidents with him, um, you know, and, and I know that he, he worked hard, um, but it, I'll, I'll leave it at that for this one. No, um, yeah, no, you know, everyone has their own, I yeah. just want to give mine. Yeah. yeah, no, and that's fair. That's fair. Yeah. You know, I, I think everybody deserves to share their stories on, on all fronts and all sides. Um, I think that's absolutely fair. You know, what I'm looking for here now is look to, to take to take this team to help them, you know, grow in their own professional careers, to bring out the creativity in them, to empower them. And, and they're embracing that. You know, I mean, yeah. I'm I'm challenging them with a lot. There is a lot of, we have seven television programs that we're taking over and refiguring. Yeah. We're bringing out again, Unfiltered. There's seven shows in Unfiltered that we're bringing out. Hopefully soon we'll be able to get those in everybody's hands. Mm -hmm. um, so there's so much that we're, we're challenging this crew to do. They, I think that they're really receptive to it and enjoying it because it's, it's kind of getting some fun creative juices going and connecting with the fans. I mean, that's really what this is all about. Um, so, yeah, yes. and, and to be in the broadcast booth, I mean, Aaron, um, you know, when they told me to go, you realize you'd be the first. I, it yes! took me a second for that to settle in. I said, no, there's there have been women that have done this. They go, but not full time. Yeah, maybe like not a on every game basis. Yes. They come in, they they do a game, and then they leave. They don't stay for the whole time. You know, mm -hmm. it's always just been the the play by play and the analyst, and that's how it's been. That's yeah. how it's always going to be. And this franchise is saying, no, we're going to be progressive. We're going to go forward with this, and we want you there. Uh, and when I asked them why, they said, because, you know, the team, you like the team, and we believe you're the best person for it. And, you know, you've really was... been in the business for 20 years. You've been covering yeah. the team for 10. Like, who else is going to be in there? Thanks. Well, can... I mean, look, there's there's a lot of very capable people out there. Yes, for sure. And, and I'm having to go through that as I'm looking to make my decision. You know, yeah. it's easy to sit there and say, yeah, there's, there's a lot of men that could do this job. I mean, I'm not doing the play-by-play -play because I've never done play-by-play. -play. I don't right. think that would be fair to the fans. Um, but yes, I do know this team, and I'm going to know more about this team than anybody in this market when it does come to game day, about every single player, you know, that's out there. I'm going to have every every detail on them, the plans that the coaches have going in. And I have full support from the team. I have full support from the ownership uh, to make sure that I do my job to the utmost of my abilities and it happens to be that I'm the first male, female to do this but I'll guarantee you this Aaron I am not going to be the last no you won't god that's I get goosebumps I just I know you and how like do you even see that like I'm sure you eventually would do you ever see yourself as senior vice president with the NFL team like is this even something that was on your radar you know, in all honesty, um, in a certain way, maybe not the position here, but I was yeah. thinking, you know, and here's kind of the, the question that women get a lot of times, especially in this business, like, well, what are you going to do next? You know, what, what are you going to next? And and I kind of hate that because I don't think the male counterparts ever get asked that question. No. You know, the yeah. males never age out in this business, but you get to a certain age and they start thinking, oh, for the female, like, well, you're going to be replaced. Well, okay, yeah, I'm going to always root for the woman behind me because I was once that young woman that wanted and had big dreams and wanted to do this as well. So I will always root and cheer for that. Um, but I do don't think it has to come at the cost of the experience that you uh, provide and that you bring and that you've earned. Um, but I did always think that, you know, management was something that I, 
I, I thought that I was interested in and would like to get into. Wow. I thought I had, might have to go back to school for that, though. You know, and so <laughs> here's the thing that I'm learning kind of very quickly is that in my 20 years, I mean, I'm a smart woman. I, I have no problem saying that. I have no problem no. bragging on myself about that. You right. know, because, because I work hard at that, too. You know, I mean, um, that's something that I am proud of. And I've paid very close attention to all the different managers that I've had over the years and all the different markets. I worked in Miami, New York City, Boston proper, and now here in D.C., I've had some great leaders to learn from on the national level, the local level, the regional level, yeah. um, even when I do Olympics. So I've been taking good notes from them along the years on how to be a good leader. And, and I believe that I'm coming in and I'm, I'm going to learn. I'm going to make some mistakes. Um, but already it's feeling something that feels kind of just natural to me. And it is something that I, I had aspirations of doing. So here's the coolest thing about it, Aaron. Wow. I get to do that. I get the experience of that. I actually get to grow and learn in that. And I still get to fulfill my passion of doing the shows. Yes. I mean, it's a dream job. It's I mean, like just woven right into the perfect thing. yes but i saw an interview that did that you did when you heard about it, you were like no 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 like hesitating mm -hmm. and then you were like no i got that like this is what i should be doing that i wondered i know you've talked you've talked openly about um the domestic violence like assault issue that you had did any of that come into play when you were thinking about the women that had spoken out like to get in there and make it a better environment for those women was that a part of why you said yes wholeheartedly yeah okay that's amazing uh, i mean it it gives me kind of goosebumps right now because here's the thing you know i know what it's like um right. to be mistreated i even in this business i know what it's like to be mistreated i mean you don't get 20 years in this business without having certain comments said to you and I certain things that. that you have to brush off your shoulders and you have to deflect and you think you just have to deal with and you know as you've heard a lot of women talking about it we become a little bit desensitized to it we become numb to it we think it's just a part of the job you know and i used to even joke i said it's just a matter of numbers you know, you look at it, you're the only female in the locker room with 53 people on the roster. And then you talk to the media like, yeah, of course, those comments are going to come your way because the testosterone is overflowing. Yeah. Bull, bull honky. Like, no, a woman, no matter what, I don't care if there's one in the room, there's 20 in the room. You shouldn't have to be subject to that. Uh, you should be able to just go and do your job, ask the right questions and hopefully do a good story. Um, but because of my what I went through. Um, and, and because at the time that I went through it, nobody spoke up for me. I, I couldn't okay. use my voice, you know, and, and so I was victimized as a victim. And so I know what it feels like. And while the stories are different um, from what these women experienced to what I experienced on many different levels, the emotions are the same. And I think that's very important. And I wanted to make yeah. sure that what was not ever going to be lost in me taking in this job was their voices, speaking up from them, hearing them and making sure that this doesn't happen going forward that it's there's zero tolerance for it and look i mean i'm yeah. in business and when i took the job i said i want to make sure that i can have the authority to carry on that and they said yeah because we're, we we hope we've cleaned out house we hope that this doesn't happen going forward but if it does we need you to speak up for people um, yeah. so you know i i don't see that that's still something that's going on but if it is we're going to address it head on i don't think it will because you're in there now um someone had asked if any of the accusers reached out to you since you came on? Mm -mm. No. No. You know, okay. and, and Rhiannon Walker is a friend of mine. I mean, we spent so many hours in there, um, you know, and I respect her. She does an amazing job as a journalist, you know, and, and, and I hope that, you know, she gets just to move on and kind of really put this behind her because it can be very traumatic and it can be very scarring and it can haunt you, especially when now you know that your story's out there and you have to go ask questions and leave the room and you have to think like, okay, my, my that big pink elephant in the room, like, no, you're a journalist that's doing a darn good job. Yeah. Um, so no, they haven't reached out to me, but I'm happy to talk to anybody and, and I hope that they would hope to feel comfortable talking to me so I can understand what happened and, and hear their side and, and, and hopefully help prevent it from ever happening again.
Exactly. I'm confident that you will. Um, people are asking what it's like to do training camp during COVID. Um, Hard. About beeper. You have beepers. <laughs> yeah. So we every day we go in. Like first off, you have to always wear a mask. You know, anytime you're around. The biggest challenge for that for me is because I'm doing so many different shows and stuff. Is you could put the lipstick on, but you know when you're wearing a mask, you can't <laughs> wear it. So you take it off, and then you're. I've replied my lipstick 20 times a day. <laughs> um, but you know you have to be safe. It's just what you have to do. But yeah, we were tracking devices, and they they'll flash blue if you're okay, and then red if you're too close, and if you're too close for too long, they'll put out this big beeping alarm noise. Oh my god! Um, so yeah, it, it's you start doing like these big dances around each other at times to make sure you're not too close for for an extended amount of time, and then they take your temperature every time you walk into the building to make wow. sure that you know you're good. And the, the players are all getting COVID tested every single day. The staff members are getting tested, COVID tested a couple times a week. So, uh, so yeah, we're, we're making sure we're safe. It's very weird. The, the building's blocked off, too. You okay. know, we can't even get to the studios. So we're having to makeshift a podcast studio into what we hopefully awesome. will be our studios for the season. Um, so, look, it's all in the hopes of being safe and having a season. What an exciting time for you to come on. <laughs> Is there anything else that anybody could throw? So there's a scandal happening. Um, there's a pandemic. And we were wondering if you would like to be a part of this. Yeah, and we're going to change the name, too. Yeah. You know, that was like two days after that we're officially retiring. And, hey, you've been on the job for a day and a half. Like, and then we're just changing. Yes, I'm so glad you said that because somebody was like, I, I asked what you think the name should be. What should you, What is your vote? You, you really want my answer? I honestly, I just love the Washington football team. I think it's clean. It's classic. Yeah. I, I mean, I have a heart. I mean, I'm a bit of a traditionalist, really. Um, and, and I understand the history that was tied to the old name and the emotions and how hard that is. Um, but, you know, I, I just have a hard time adopting a random animal as a mascot. I know. That has, that has no history. You know, I mean, I get it. You want to make something up and you want to howl at the stadium. But to me, it just it doesn't feel authentic. Um, it doesn't feel organic. And I think that, you know, I don't know. I just like the Washington football team. I hope that sticks. But, you yeah. know, look, they're taking in suggestions from everyone. In a couple of days, there were over a thousand, four thousand suggestions. So I can't imagine where it is now. So, you know, they're going to get it right. And they'll make sure that what they do pick the fans get behind. Yeah, totally. Um, someone wants to know what changes you have put in place since the allegations, but it seems like it's a clean house situation is the change. No, no, no. Well, well oh, I mean, you, you, you hope so. Um, you know, we, we really do. And again, we get asked and, and I've been, I've been asking left and right, like, is there, is there still anybody that could be a problem? And if there is like, wow. let me know, um, you know, or, or, and I believe that there's a lot of women in there that would speak up. Um, should there still be a problem going on? But what we've already even done, my first week, my first week on it, we already were talking about forming um, kind of like this women's leadership board to form an organization for the women in there. So we had a couple meetings within my first of my first week, second week, second week, and by the end of my second week on Friday, so two weeks on the job, we had um, within the entire franchise, all the women get together on a Zoom meeting to kind of present to them what we want to do to help empower them, to give them a safe space, to give them communities with each other. Uh, 45 women joined oh and, and we presented our mission. We presented what we want to do and how to help advance their careers, how to learn how to negotiate contracts, uh, how to get with a mentor and understand how you can move up within this so you can keep the women in the organization and don't have them leave and also provide a safe space for if they do have something to say that they can say it and I think the biggest thing of why a lot of people are afraid to speak up is they feel alone 
Yeah. And they're not sure how. They feel like maybe they're going to be criticized or judged for that. Um, but because we're creating this community together with all the women, they're quickly going, wait, we don't have the opportunity, especially during COVID, to meet each other, to know each other. Right. And this is providing that. And so if somebody feels that something's going on and maybe they're afraid to speak up, they're not going to know that there's power of women behind them, that they can. And you don't have to tolerate that. But we're going beyond that. Like, we want to get the families together. We want to know the partners that are out there with them, wow. the kids. We want to have a family day. We want to have... You know, days where we take them out golfing so they learn how to golf in the course. They can build up their confidence in that, you know. So if wow. we, we are up and running. Um, we had another leadership meeting today, and we're going to meet every three weeks. And we're putting stuff into action. I mean, there's stuff that we really want to do of making sure there's a training program for harassment that every every member of the organization has to go through um, and that women are getting the rights for, you know, even for maternity leave and stuff along those lines. So, like, we're not just talking this and I'm oh. not just about talk like we've been talking all your place in a couple weeks. Like, I yeah. can't wait to see what you do. My God, Julie, I'm so glad that you're in there. I told you I wasn't sleeping. Yeah, no, I believe <laughs> you now. Check your ring. Um, I didn't have anything like that when I was there. And I feel like a lot of the girls that were there when I was there, it was our first job. Like, I, I worked for Larry for a year, and then he brought me there. So I was 24, and we didn't have anything to compare it to. So it was kind of like, I guess this is just kind of how it is. And I did see stuff like that going on. It didn't happen to me, but... You, yeah, you, you would never go say it. It's like you're a production assistant. Who's going to listen to you? you yeah, know? and you don't know, so you feel intimidated. But, you yeah. know, again, I think if people know that there's a connection and there's a community yeah. um, and there's other people looking out for you, um, that, you know, you just that behavior won't be acceptable anymore. But even even beyond that, like, look, I'm, I'm hoping, and again, if, if we find out that there's something still going on, then we're going to address it. You know, yeah. again, we're not going to let this continue on. Like, no more jerks allowed in the building, male yeah. or female. It's just not going to happen. Um, you know, or at least, well, as much as we can control that for, for things. But look, we're, we're not going to allow that to go on anymore. Um, at least especially while I'm there. And, and I don't believe that I'm being naive in this by any no. means at all as well. You know, and I do hear a lot of feedback from the women that they've been hungry for this. They're they're excited about this. And they're, sure. they are seeing changes coming in. And they just don't want to be haunted by the sins of the past. You know, there's a lot of great stuff going on. They do have the Washington football team. You do have head coach Ron Rivera. Um, you know, it's a new era. It's a new day. We're bringing out new programming, new content. I mean, just wait until we bring you everything that we've been working so hard on. I'm Those so excited. excited. That's what people want to see is the behind the scenes stuff. Like the, the stuff that no one else, no media is going to have. You're in the team. Like you're going to have access that nobody else would and be able to bring that out. That's what people want to see. That's exciting. Yeah. I mean, look, training, camp, training camp, typically people get to go and they can watch and they can sit around, they can get the autographs and, and you can't do that now. No. So look, we're up at 9am every morning. We're streaming on Twitter, on Instagram or Twitter, Facebook and YouTube. Wow. And we're averaging over 60,000 people for that, that moment. It's like a stadium wow. filled of people because they want to see what's going on. Um, we're yeah. showing the best that we can at a happy hour. We have a two thirty, So we're bringing you content as best that we can. And as much as the NFL will allow us, because that's what we want to be. We want to bring the fans in. We want them to connect. It's from the Washington football team. You don't need yeah. to go anywhere else. We don't have to wait for somebody else to report it. We're going yeah. to report it. It's a new era. I can tell. Mm -hmm. I'm excited. Somebody asked if they're swapping the field at FedEx for a turf field. You know, I, not that I'm, I don't know. I, I wouldn't know. That's I mean, nice. I know that's been, been a knock if they've wanted that for a while. Um, and they're taking the signage down of the old name and you can watch on the journey, how that's going and, and oh, that's those cool. transitions, um, you know, and you can see what that is. But again, uh, I, I don't know about that answer. I'll have to look that one up. Okay. I so appreciate, I'm sure you just want to go home. 
be in sweats and not Dip be on the live. Right? Yes. <laughs> Thank you so it's much. It's weird. You know, it's, I typically was the girl that would say, don't call me before 10 a.m. And now I'm waking up literally at 5 a.m. every morning and just hitting it hard. So, but it's, it's I'm all so good. I mean, this. it's just, everything's been really, there's just so much support. I, I, I really can't, it's hard to tell you just on all fronts, all levels, how rewarding of an experience this has been for me. Julie. I, I don't even know. I'm so happy for you. You're, it's so well-deserved. And I'm so glad that you're in there in the position that you are. And I, I know every other woman in that organization is feeling the same way. Appreciate it. Congratulations. Um, what was I going to say? When all this goes away, uh, margaritas soon. When there's no COVID. How, how long have we been saying that for, too? I don't know. I feel like the last time I saw you, I was pregnant with my son, which No, no, no. We saw you at the pool last summer, right? Wasn't I? I don't think my son was or there. Holiday. No, you. You no. was? Yeah. Okay. Then last a year. A year. That's stupid. A year. Last summer. You're so close. All right. I'm coming over to your pool. Is what I'm gonna. Yeah. Do. <laughs> Socially distance our chairs and have margaritas. But you don't have any time. I would love that. But got a little bit on your plate being the senior vice president for an NFL team. Just in case you forgot. I'm so proud of you. I want to see you, you soon. Thank you. Thank you so much for doing this. Of course. So Julie hinted at hiring a play-by-play -play announcer, and I got him. I recently sat down with Bram Weinstein, the new voice of the Washington football team. 15 years yeah, ago, yeah. you and I sitting at a table in the broadcast studio, you were a beat reporter. Yeah. And now, 15 years later, I have a show, and I'm interviewing you as the voice of the Washington football team. <laughs> Life's <laughs> weird. Well, you grew up here, so I'm sure this has to be the dream job, right? Oh, yeah. I pretended to be Frank Herzog as a child. Um, and, you know, it's funny when Julie asked me for a statement for the press release, I said, since 1979, only two people have done this job. And, you know, so I know what this means and it's surreal and it's an honor and it's a privilege. And yeah, I mean, it really, you know, I've had a very, you know, there have been ups and downs in anyone's career, especially in broadcasting. There's a lot of ups and downs. You will get kicked where the sun don't shine many times by people in this industry. And it's happened to me recently in many years. But getting this job um, has really made the journey worth it to me. It's the team I love. It's the, it's the sport I love. I know what this team means to this community. I know what happens when they're consistent winners. And the idea of hopefully being part of a rebirth of this organization in many, many ways um, has made me, you know, the timing couldn't have been better. And obviously I'm, I'm honored and privileged to have been asked to do it. The timing is interesting because it's like you and Julie are coming on. We're changing the name. We're in the news. COVID-19. So welcome. <laughs> Come on in. <laughs> it's a crazy stuff. year. You know, I think, listen, the workplace stuff, um, I think, needs to be worked out. Um, having been someone who spent a lot of time in the building and at the time when some of these things are openly discussed about being problematic, um, you know, that is disappointing to read. And, you know, the association to that part of it is, you know, something that I think needs to be dealt with. Um, but I do think, and I'm not trying to pass the buck here, like this is a very different place now. It may not have been six months ago, but it is now. Right. And, you know, like whatever the NFL decides that they need to do moving forward to, you know, eradicate the problems of the past is what they will decide to do. And whatever the women that have valid complaints about what was going on in that building, um, you know, will do, I think does need to pass and needs to be taken care of. But I will say moving forward, 
you know, there is a difference in the building, a tangible difference. Jason Wright is a very different person running that department. Julie Donaldson is a very different person running that department. Ron Rivera is a very different person running his department. This is a very different place. Now, I believe that skepticism is warranted here because even in changes in the past, there hasn't been much patience for them. And there's been problems that creep up very quickly in whatever new regime has been there. But this does feel like dawn of a new day. And as we move forward, I would hope that the past doesn't hinder those people from doing their jobs and give them a chance to kind of rebrand this whole thing and make this a better place to be. Yeah, it seems like it is. Julie said the same. It's a new day. It's a new booth. You guys are going to be a three-person booth. You're doing the play-by-play. And then Julie and D'Angelo Hall are in the booth with you. Julie as the first woman to be a regular on an NFL broadcast. And how has she told you like how it's going to be different from the two-man booth, like how you're going to run the games? So I think we're figuring that out as we kind of go. Um, you know, the reality is like, there are parts of this that you can't change. Like this is on the radio mainly it's, that's mainly who you're serving. They can't see the game. You know, these are people in their cars, people at work, people who want to stay connected. And in some cases, we hope the people who turn down the television or their mobile device, however, they're watching it these days and turn us up because they want the local broadcast. Like those people are watching and we want, and we want to include them and we want them to be part of it. But we are servicing a group of people that just can't be in front of a a screen at the time. So we do have to describe the game. Like that part of it does not change. Uh, But the rest one, we're going to be younger. We're going to be more modern. We're looking at it. Um, in trying to be more inclusive socially. Uh, there's going to be a lot of different aspects that are going to come down the line from gaming, gambling. There's going to be a lot of different things that are kind of coming into um, the fold in terms of advertising dollars and priorities. So I think you're going to see a very different type of broadcast. Um, D'Angelo fits in the typical role. He is the ex player with expertise who's going to be able to describe what's going on in detail. And in Julie's case, she's trailblazing here. And I think she needs to find her role there, but we'll find it for her. And she's going to have more information than anyone else who covers the team. She's in the building every single day. And so we're going to find a way to incorporate her um, so that it is seamless. And um, I'm excited about it. I mean, we just did the first thing we've done together, which was a semi-public practice at FedEx Field, which basically substitutes for the preseason because of COVID this year. And um, I thought it went really well for a first go, having not worked together and to describe the stuff on the field and have a conversation. I thought it went really, really well. I'm extremely optimistic um, that it's going to go well. And I know the work that's being put in, like, this is my dream job. I'm not going to mess it up, (laughs) you know? (laughs) And I think for Julie, I think she realizes this is opportunity of a lifetime too. She's not going to mess it up. Right. And for D'Angelo, it's probably going to be easy for him because we're just asking him what happened there. He played in the league for 14 years. So like, you know, we're going to be in a good spot. I think it's perfect. Growing up in this area and being such a fan, what was it like? Where were you when you got the call that you were getting this job? So actually like that was really fortunate. Um, We had a planned vacation this summer to go to the beach. Mm -hmm. Um, Not because of anything had to do with this, but like this came up while we were there, which I think was better off because I have a radio show. Right. And I really don't think while these conversations were going on that I would have been able to mentally do my radio show because it's one thing when, you know, a job like this comes up and you're like, man, I hope I get an opportunity to do it. It is another thing when you have conversations and it's like, it's between you and one other person. (laughs) Like, 
Perfect. I felt like I wanted to pass out all day. I'm sure. (laughs) And the worst part about it is in this business and broadcasting, and I'm sure it's like this in many others, but like, you know, when you do what I do for a living, like there are a lot of things that come up that are actually like exciting opportunities that either do or do not happen. Cause it's a, it's a one, you know, there's one position and there's many yeah. people that want these things. And so a lot of times they don't come together. So I typically keep my wife and family out of it until they need to know that something is really going to happen. Well, in this case, because we were at the beach on vacation, they overheard all these conversations. They were like living with it day to day. I'm talking to the team. I'm talking to Julie. I'm talking to them. I had to run back here to get a dinner with her and D'Angelo. So I had to leave in the middle of the week and go and come back. My mother was staying with us. So my mother knew. So my mother was like sitting on a grenade, like staring at me like, are you going to get this? You know, cause she's wants to go. Yeah. You know, tell all her friends like this is going to happen. And then when it finally got, you know, when I finally was told by the team that I'd been chosen, I, I seriously, I started crying. I, like, Cause sure. I just, you know, it was, it was really, it's surreal. It is. It's surreal. And it's funny. Like, I don't mind doing these interviews. I love talking to you and I'm glad we're, we haven't, we haven't talked in a long time. I'm so happy to see you and talk yeah. to you. Like, you know, once all this kind of attention passes, which I want it to, I really, I just hope no one ever thinks that broadcast about me ever. Like I want it to be about the team. I just want to do a good show. I want to do a good game and I want the fans to be proud of it and be proud of the broadcast that gets put together by the team. But I hope that like after this stuff, I appreciate everyone's interest in how I feel about it. I just, from here forward, I'm going to work, you know, and I, and that's what I want it to be. It's exciting. Embrace it. You, yeah, yeah, yeah. 2005, <laughs> you and I are in there together. You were a beat reporter. Then you went yeah. to a little network called ESPN. I don't know if anyone's heard of it. Hosted a little show called Sports Center. Full circle, you're back as the voice of the Washington football team. Like, I'm so excited for you. I think it was definitely the right choice. When you say it's down to two people, how do you choose a play-by-play like commentator? I don't know. Very specific. Did you have to like call a fake game? Like, how does one audition for play-by-play? Well, <laughs> I mean, you know, the funny part is I don't have a lot of play-by-play experience. Like that's really? the one thing in this industry I haven't done a lot of. Uh, but it's funny that when I was at ESPN, I used to um, beg my bosses there to do games. Right. And it was really to have the experience for when the day ever comes that this was possibly open, I would at least have the requisite experience to call them and say, I want to do that. Yeah. And um, I did get some, not a lot. I covered American University basketball. I called their games for a couple of years. And while at ESPN, I did about maybe a dozen college basketball games. So I had some experience with it. Um, but to your point, I did do a fake game and wow. sent them. I did do that. So How did that go? I pulled up a game like on NFL, you know, game pass or something like that. Nice. I just called it. And, well, I think they just wanted to hear me calling it and make sure that, you know, I, you know, little do they know I could edit anything. <laughs> send it back to them. Little do but, they um, know you, know, you look, shot that I mean, over four hours and you sent them an hour. <laughs> look, I, I have a deep connection to the team. I've yeah. been, you know, I was a fan as a child. I covered them for eight years. I was on the broadcast as a sideline reporter for two years. Um, oh. So I have a, you know, I have a deep, historic knowledge of the franchise. And, you know, I I say this about the play-by-play stuff. I'll get good at it. I may need a little time, but I will. And it's really, that comes down to uh, craft and pacing and delivery 
and parts of the job that people who don't know don't think about. And I, I, I've said this to others, I'll say it to you, like when I was at ESPN, I never anchored a television show of that length in my life when I went there. Wow. And within a year, I was on SportsCenter. And the hardest part really was getting used to doing highlights, which is very similar to play-by-play. Yeah. Often when I was on the SportsCenter set, especially at night, Somebody would walk into the room during a break, hand me a sheet of paper, say the Mavericks jazz game just ended. I didn't see any of it, you know, like none of it. And in 30 seconds, we're going to come back and you're going to read these highlights. And you're going to do it as if you did. <laughs> and I think that that skill is transferable, really, because I don't know what's going to happen, but at least I'm going to know the players in front of me. And at least I'm going to know the context in front of yeah. me. And I'm, I'm hoping that, you know, over time I'll get into a rhythm and that's what happens with highlights. You get into a rhythm of how you do it and it'll take a little time. And then, you know, Julie and D'Angelo will fit into all of that too. And I think it's going to be great. I, I really do. I like, I, I love the way we're thinking about it. It's going to be modern. It's going to be new. It's going to be inclusive. It's the idea of second screen experiences, which is a very big deal in media right now. I think it's going to be great. I really do. I'm so excited for you. I don't doubt that it will be from a little boy calling games as Herzog <laughs> to actually calling the games. Bram Weinstein, the voice of the Washington football team. Thank you so much for your time. No problem, Aaron. Thanks. And there it is from Julie Donaldson and Bram Weinstein, a new look in the radio booth and a new era for the Washington football team. Julie and Bram, thank you so much for being my guests. I cannot wait to hear you call your first game on Sunday. And thank you to you for listening. If you haven't subscribed, please do that. We're on Spotify, Apple Podcast, Google Podcast, Podcast One, or the WTOP News app. Thank you so much again for listening and join me next week for Squats and Margaritas.